0: Welcome to the Wellness Panel, hosted by Midwest Aries in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. Each month we bring you a panel discussion on a range of mental health and well-being topics. Each webinar is recorded live and is available to view in full on the Midwest Aries YouTube channel.
1: Hello everyone and you're all very welcome to this webinar, uh, the Midwest Aries in Partnership with Mental Health Ireland. So today's topic is on living well with mental health challenges. So my name is Killian, and I'm the Peer Education, Training and Development Officer with Midwest Aries and I'm delighted to be joined by some of my colleagues here today who I'll get to introduce themselves in a couple of seconds. Um, and I just want to say a big thank you to Mental Health Ireland for the ongoing partnership for these webinar series over the last couple of months as well it's great to get a, a wide range of topics covered over the last number of months as well so we'll have a great discussion today on living well with mental health challenges, And I suppose just to talk about. The topic today, I suppose it's, we all kind of can face different challenges in our life. And I suppose we'll be talking about the daily anxiety that we all face, the different challenges that we may face in our day to day life going, on an ongoing basis or, or as well as anything else. So I think it's really important just to note that we'll have a broad discussion around uh, living well with mental challenges as well. So that's really important to note. Um, So the aim of this webinar on uh, living well with mental health challenges is to explore personal recovery and mental health, what that looks like and how we can still live a fulfilling life uh, whilst managing our own mental health challenges as well. So I'm sure we all have our own practical well-being strategies that we can implement into our daily lives. So we'll have a good conversation about the strategies that we use, like our own personal recovery toolkit, our own well-being strategies that we incorporate into our day-to-day life as well. Um, just before we begin, I'm just going to share a little bit about Midwest Aries if you're tuning in to these webinars for the very first time. The Aries part of Midwest Aries uh, stands for Advancing Recovery in Ireland Education Service and we specialize in recovery education and well-being and mental health. And we cover the Midwest region in Clare, Limerick and North Tipperary. We currently run workshops online in these webinars as well and we're slowly transitioning back face to face with our workshops as well. Just a bit on the housekeeping for this webinar, it'll be one hour in duration and it will be a panel discussion. So as you can see on the bottom of your screen, you'll see a Q&A box. So if you want to preload some questions in um, for when we we'll get through the questions throughout the webinar, hopefully I'll be able to manage and get through all of them um, throughout the course of the webinar itself. So this will be recorded as well on our, and it will be uploaded on our YouTube channel And it'll also be put as a podcast on Anchor FM as well for our ongoing wellness panel series as well. So we'll also finish with a guided meditation. It's called Rewrite Your Day. So it's a a nice one just to finish off these webinars. And we always finish with a nice guided meditation for the webinar series as well. So uh, I think I've covered everything. Um, I just like to invite my colleagues to turn on their cameras uh and unmute themselves and i might just do a round of introduction and Noel, i think you're there as well at the camera if you want to turn it on in a second thanks a million great stuff so thanks to my colleagues mike margaret uh mags and Noel for joining me today for this webinar um and i'll get maybe mike to introduce himself first and just hope- yeah, yeah. Um- thanks a million Thanks, Killian. I know we had a couple
2: of people from Mental Health Ireland to be on today, and it's nice that uh, we're still able to deal with, I suppose, with illness. Um, unfortunately, it happens. Um, so it's not just people have mental health challenges, people have physical health challenges as well. Um, but yeah, I'm the manager of Midwest Aries, delighted to be here. Um, I'm a regular these at these, but as you can probably tell, I love chat. You know, so thanks, Killian.
1: Great stuff, Mike. It's great to have you here. You're a regular on these webinars, so it's great to have your input as well for today's webinar well. So, so thanks million. Margaret, we might come to you, if that's okay.
0: Thanks, Killian. Uh, I'm Margaret. I'm Education Training Development Officer here at Midwest Aries. Um, I'm delighted to be on this side of the uh, the desk today. Um, really looking forward to it. And um, yeah, we should be an interesting conversations. I always love these webinars. You never know what's gonna come out in the wash. And, uh, as Killian said, get the questions in there. It'd be great to see what comes out. So thanks, Killian.
1: Great. Thanks a million Mary. It's great to have you on board and in the opposite role now, me hosting and you as a panelist. So it's great. So thanks a million. Uh, Mags, we might come to yourself next.
3: Yeah, thanks, Killian. I'm a recovery education facilitator with uh, Midwest Series. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the chat uh, with the rest of my colleagues today. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Killian.
1: Great, thanks a million, Mags. And uh, well, we'll come to you finally. perfect yeah
3: yeah Yeah, sorry my my
4: thing gets a bit sluggish (laughs) uh yeah so I'm Noelle and I'm recovery education facilitator at Midwest Dairies um yeah nice to be on the panel today and having a chat about um mental health and and strategies we can we have for ourselves um you always learn from everyone in the room same as our workshops so looking forward to the discussion Killian. thanks
1: perfect thanks million Noel it's great to have you here and like you said we're just going to have a great discussion so a broad discussion on living well with mental health challenges so I suppose we'll hit first with the first question I know there's one or two questions I think in the chat already or the Q&A section so I might just go with what does living well with mental health challenges look like to you and Mike I'll start with yourself if that's okay thanks Millian. thanks Caelan
2: yeah, and I suppose it's, well, when we talk about mental health challenges, I suppose in the first cases I suppose for everybody will expect experience challenges at some stage in their life. And as I was saying, nobody gets a free pass. So I suppose in terms of this conversation, it's like this. Uh, and again, you don't want to be mentioned in this when it comes to psychiatric assessments, but there is like a scale, you know, or, uh, you know, different levels at different times for different people. So living well is the ability to cope. And for some of us, myself included, sometimes when my own resources don't kick in or I can't get by, I need to use the services. I need to use medication, you know, or I need to, you know, attend counselling, you know. So some people, uh, you know, so it's about living well and knowing when you need resources to enable you to live well, you, you know, because I think even if some of us are struggling in certain areas of our lives, we will probably always find some area where we're probably, you know, doing okay. You know, if you were to actually break down holistically what we look like uh, as individuals and what our life is like. So anyway, I better stop and give somebody else a chance. <laughs>
1: no that's great Mike really good insight I think as well because it's about that balancing act of our own mental health and physical health as well and maybe having the self-awareness as well around that when things may be breaking down a little bit or and just knowing those signs and maybe the triggers as well that we maybe things are not going the way they should be or that's planned or whatever else and just being having that toolkit maybe those well-being strategies to dip in and dip out of the different stages at the for our own mental health and well-being so yeah perfect so uh, Mags, will I come to you next? Same question, would you want me to repeat the question, yeah. are you okay?
3: You mentioned three words there, and that there was awareness, tools, yeah. and uh, triggers. And I suppose for me, that will be very important. I've got to the stage now where I know I'm aware of what I need and what I don't need, uh, and I think that's, that's how I kind of uh, get up every day and do my work and all of that. But I'm also aware that I need support. I'm a very, very independent um, and I'm not one that would go for support straight away. But I now have the awareness that we all need support uh, and to go for that support. Um, So I think if you have challenges and if you find this a small bit tough, get your support and get your help
1: brilliant that's so important mags i think just having even if it's one or two people in your own life that have just a good support network around you that you can trust and confide in at different stages that's really important so great great insight again uh margaret i'll come to you next that's okay same question
0: no problem yeah already we're covering so much so quickly it's amazing but i suppose just reflecting on my own kind of coping strategies again mike you were talking about the coping piece, um for me it's about making positive choices in my life and living life positively where I can that's not always easy I mean given what's happening happening at the moment in the world I think we're all feeling that extra bit of stress whether it's COVID numbers Ukraine obviously a lot of people are under a lot of pressure economically with the way you know things are moving in terms of inflation Um so another thing I have to do really is quiet in my mind in some way because i can really just go down the rabbit hole with stuff so it's it's using things like mindfulness you know guided meditations i find are really useful and um, it just helps so yeah i suppose for me it is living well is but making positive choices and trying to turn down the negativity there's a lot of negativity in the world at the moment just by virtue of what's happening in the world um but to try and Kind of tune those voices out and try and see the goodness in in your life and the positive stuff that is that I am doing well and 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 you know yeah make that force you know the, at the forefront of my life rather than all the negativity. I hope that makes sense.
1: Absolutely, Margaret. It's really important. I think you touched on. I suppose the I suppose the thought process maybe about reframing that mind frame if some negative influencer are coming in the news or whatever it may be and trying to switch it to more positive things that we're all doing in our day to day. And it's trying to, again, I think it comes back to that self-awareness around it, that we we are doing well, we're progressing. We should be proud of ourselves and all the good things that we're doing each day. And it comes back, like I do myself, it's practicing gratitude, writing down a couple of things each day that are going well. And it has just transformed my own life really over the last number of years and turned off, like you kind of mentioned, that, that mind frame of negativity maybe from different stages as well. So it's really helped me. Um, Noel, I might come to you next, if that's okay, mm-hmm. just on the question. Um, that's okay, yeah,
4: I suppose just touching on something Mike said there as well because i i'd never thought really about this as much until we started doing a workshop on our dimensions, all our dimensions um of and you know I, I, like mental health challenges, you just think of mentally how you 're doing and how your mind is doing and that, but you know it 's taken me a long time to realize that you know I have to look at all aspects of my life and where i 'm falling down or where I might be doing so well in. Um, in one aspect or one dimension of my ear, whether it's emotional or social, whatever, but that that's impacting on the, my mental health. So my mental health isn't just about not being able to cope with things or not. You know, it's about are, are all aspects of my life my life doing well, and where do I need to work on um, that 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 improves my well being and my mental health. And so my awareness around that and making those you know, am I making those right positive choices? in those other areas that will impact on that, that will help me to live well, if that makes sense. So it's not to me, I always thought my mental health was just about my mind, minding my mind, but it's not, it's, it's about minding all areas um, in my life, which will help improve my mind and my mental health then. But ha- making the right choices with that, those right positive choices along the way and um, and ask myself those questions, you know um on my thoughts and my moods as i do that if that makes
1: sense that's really good Noel. i think it's a balance as well i think we mentioned earlier on but it's that holistic approach as well like different things that we can do that will have that positive impact on our well-being and it just mm-hmm. for our physical and mental health i think it has that compound ripple effect when we do something for our physical health it's going to help our mental health at the same time as well so it's just that knock-on effect uh over time mm-hmm. i know there's questions coming in there and i will get to them in a second and the so I might just go and ask each part or each panelist, um, have you any tools or strategies that you use in your own life um, that help your mental health and well-being on a daily or a weekly basis? And yeah, I might just throw that out there and we might come to Mags first, if that's OK.
3: Thanks, Killian. Um I suppose what's important to me is to be able to to function every day and to to do my work and all of that. And then what's important to me is to have my own space and have my own free time uh, to do what I like to do. And I suppose it's very important to like and to enjoy your free time and to do something you like. Um, So for me, it's just getting out into nature, walking. Um, Animals are a huge part of, of, uh, I suppose, who I am and what I do um so for me it's just my environment around me it's not so much people it's just my environment around me to take in what's around me uh and to enjoy that um so i think that's one of the the tools i kind of use every day is to get out even if it's only for you might be working nine to five just to get out for a cup of coffee in the morning get up that extra bit early just to get sit out the weather is nice sit out for the cup of coffee and to get out again in the evening time so i think fresh air you can't beat um, a bit of fresh air and it's just nice to get out and to to enjoy what's around you as well and you needn't be going you know on long journeys you can just stay within your own area and enjoy what you have
1: really good mags i like that because it's just being mindful and being in the present moment and just enjoying where you are at that present moment that external environment going out in nature and doing different walks as well so great stuff Mike, Mike, come to yourself next. Any well yeah. tools or strategies? Thanks.
2: Well, yeah, and I suppose the strategy I have, because again, it's there in the the Q and A, and how do you manage and organise them? So, so when you have them, and the signs and plans, and I suppose for me, I suppose I always have to use the example of you know, and to use the phrase was used earlier on there, when things are breaking down. And to be honest with you, when I'm struggling or in the downward spiral, I don't see it. I'm oblivious. So it's really important. So one of the most useful things I have is what's called a spotter. So it's somebody who knows me very well, who could, even though I think I'm doing everything right. I'm doing the walking in the woods. I'm doing, I know I'm, getting, I'm eating right. I'm, you know, doing, doing all the things that we should be doing but sometimes it just doesn't work. And so therefore it is, when is extra action required? So it's when to have somebody who knows me well enough where I can have the conversation with when I am well is to say, you know, when you see me in the downward spiral, intervene when I reach this point. And any time that that has happened for me, it's been a light bulb moment because, oh, I never noticed. And all it is, is you're giving someone permission. So, and all they have to say is, remember when we had this conversation, you know, uh, about having a spotter, you cross the line, end the conversation, but that's the intervention. So you can have all your strategies and everything, but unless you're, it comes back to that awareness piece for me, you know, as I said, I'm just oblivious when I'm like that, yeah.
1: Brilliant, Mike. I really like that. The spotter, it's actually so relevant, I think, just having, again, that support network around you. You can notice something if you were, maybe like you mentioned, were oblivious to what was going on at a particular time as well. So having a spotter, really, really good stuff. Uh, Margaret, we might come to yourself.
0: Yeah, and I've heard, I just want to come back in on that, Mike, because I've heard Mike say that before, and it's something that has sat with me for a long time. It's just so important because, you know, if you lose that self-awareness and sometimes... You can become overwhelmed, that you're not seeing the wood for the trees and just having that so useful. Um, and it could be one person. It could be multiple people. It could be, you know, somebody really close to you or just a close friend or something in your family. So I think that's a really worthwhile piece of advice for myself. And I'll just go back to that in terms of mindfulness meditation. It doesn't work for everybody. And um, and again, this is something that Mike has said before, not to quote you, Mike, but it has, again, another thing that sat with me, because I do use it a lot, is the distraction as peace as well, the mindlessness, where you're doing something, whether it's a piece of creativity um, that kind of takes you out of yourself and, um, yeah, when you're just in that kind of, that, that having, a, having a really bad day. But I suppose what's come out of this conversation, all I'm hearing is just being in tune with yourself, checking in with yourself. How are you actually feeling? And acknowledging that. And sometimes you have really bad days and that's okay. It's the choices that you make when you're having those bad days. That's the important thing. The bad days will come, but what what are you going to do to manage and just get through that day? And one thing I always say to myself is, eventually this day is gonna be over. And isn't it amazing that I have a chance to to, to get it right maybe tomorrow or maybe next week, but at least I'm gonna stick around and see what happens next. Um,
1: so that's yeah, really good, Margaret. I, I like that. And just to touch on that, I suppose the moments are temporary when we're going through a difficulty as well, and they will pass over time. Might be a day or a couple of days. But it's again, like you said, Margaret, being in tune with how you're feeling, checking in, asking yourself, "How am I feeling today?" And doing the positive things that you know that are unique to each individual that will have that good effect on your well-being and mental health G- going out for a walk doing the mindfulness uh, practicing gratitude exercise whatever it may be for each individual it's all we're all different L- doing something creative listening to music a favorite song I- the list is endless so it's again it's mm-hmm. unique to each individual at the same time so i just might touch on the question that was in the um the q a section so i might come back to it and ask you noelle if that's okay so i'll just read it out so the question was from someone how do you manage organize all these i suppose tools triggers signs and plans are you okay with taking that question well yeah. like wellbeing strategies and I stuff? just think
4: no because I, I was just thinking you know about that question and I was thinking you know um, like none of this is rocket science we all know what we, what we have to do but the thing is like the it's like everything in life the way I look at it now is I have to work on myself I have no choice no one's gonna do it for me you know so you you have to fit in that time you have to do it for yourself and it's easy to do it when you are in a good place. It's a lot easier to go out for the walk. Do you know? We know we know all the, the tools that we can use, and it's a lot harder. But but to me, is doing it when I'm really not great. Even if it doesn't work, it's just the doing of it, and know that I've tried, and then I can refresh tomorrow. You know, press that refresh button tomorrow. It's not permanent, and I think that's what keeps me going because like I work on everything else, other aspects of my life, why wouldn't I work on minding myself, you know? And I think we can we can get a bit lazy about that or not, maybe lazy isn't the right word, but we can get a bit complacent about it, I suppose. And, and you know, think like you have to work on every area in your life and your mental health is no different. You have to put in the effort you have to put in it. Like I said, it's not always going to work, but just do the effort anyway. And the one key thing for me that I keep coming back to, especially this year, is joy. The word joy. Um, anything I do, I have to have joy in it. I, where's the joy in it? I ask myself that because I think we've lost that that sense of joy in things. And I find that if I just think, well, what's going to give me joy? It kind of gives me a better picture and I'll do something that I, I, I like then. And But it has to bring me joy. And joy is such a small word, but it's a huge impact on you. So that's my advice.
1: <laughs> Brilliant well so bring joy into your life. And you, you probably know yourself what that what you do for yourself on a daily basis as well. So yeah. that's really, really good. So I really like that. Um and can I just add one more thing? Yeah, Sorry, of course um, you can.
4: Like, yeah. like we talk about journaling and gratitude and that, you know, and, and I practice that every day. But um someone had mentioned lately they do a mood a mood diary, and I just thought that was a really good, effective one of writing down how you know what what your mood is like each day or you know and then it's it, you're taking back control of that and you can see well why you know what caused that to happen and what you can do about it so then you can make the choice but it's bringing back that control back to yourself then because it comes down to you and I just thought that was nice a nice um nice one I've never used one
1: yeah it's like having an action plan around it really you've yeah. been to different things at different stages when things aren't going as well so yeah that's great Noel there's just a question in it's probably uh, Aim towards Margaret mindless activity brilliant any more examples of those would that be okay at that Margaret? yeah
0: yeah absolutely and it can be anything from and I'm just thinking from my own perspective it can be just having some I know it sounds funny dancing around the kitchen you know with disco music on it can be as mindless as that and um, just something that's going to just take you out of your head um knitting is something that like because again it's just engaging in you know a square of knitting and just repeating the pattern every time it just again outside the head. um, I just I did something yesterday uh, actually and, and I did it for my son who's away and I was out in the garden and all I could hear was birdsong. And it just struck me. And it's very unusual sometimes, you know, because you you can kind of sometimes hear traffic and stuff. But it was just clicking and, you know, all sorts of weird little and then it was Joy, Joy, um, Noel, you know, in in a nutshell. And then the bees came in and I started really listening and going down deep into the layers, the layers of sound. And I recorded Mm -hmm. it only a minute of it. And I sent it to him and it, it was amazing. Like, he was like, God, that's amazing, you know. And it just, it brought him back into MySpace. It was a small little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did it for him, but really it helped me. It just, it really brought me in and it was just a moment. And that's all it is. It's just a moment. Mm-hmm. So mindlessness, whatever it looks like for you, you know, and I think there is a thin line between mindful and mindless. It's, it's thinking without effort
2: mm-hmm. a
0: lot of the time. And it's so hard to do. It just, it feels
2: so good. I can't resist coming in here, Margaret, because again, (laughs) we talk about this all the time and it's about like one of my favourite lines and I hope there's no line managers listening in here because one of my favourite pastimes is staring out the window, nothingness. I described yesterday here in work as a child in school. (laughs) where My engagement consisted of watching the shadow on the wall, Locked onto it. This was mindfulness of the best kind. I was at school though. And I used to follow the shadow across the wall all day, locked onto it until it was time to go home. And it was complete dissociation, disconnection, mindlessness. I should have been learning, but I wasn't. You know, did it affect me in any way negatively? Don't think so. And um, so and I suppose probably so the message is, well, well, yes, it's that emptiness, because while we've been talking a lot around around the doing, sometimes we need to do nothing. It's to not have people drawing on us, not even stepping back from sometimes the things we enjoy, which is, and I know you touched on the Johnny you Noel know well as well, which is very important. But sometimes just give ourselves a break, sit mm-hmm. with it. because I think like, as you said, Margaret, like kind of, you, you know, um, you know, in particular for anyone was uh, literally losing the will to live, sure, I'll give it another week. <laughs> You you, you know, and I'll hang in there and see what happens, because sometimes when we're doing all the right things, we're not actually feeling it. And, um, you know, so, so what will sustain us in that, particularly if we're using the services, is messages of hope from staff or the people around us when we are not feeling it and say, you can get through this. You know, I have absolute belief in you. I am hopeful you would get better. And when those messages are communicated to you, well that's where the energy comes from. There's a, a you know it came in there about demotivation there in the chat. So sometimes how can so when we can't motivate ourselves, like who around us can motivate us? You know, and it's like I suppose even in our workshops, I often say to people, you know, name a strength, and they might say, God, I have no strengths. And all I say to the other people in the room, does anyone know this person? And say, and if you do, what are their strengths? And they'll rattle it off, a great friend, a great supporter, a great listener. You know, because sometimes we can't see it for ourselves, particularly when we're very low. So it is back to that importance of being kind to ourselves, that self-compassion. And there's times when we have to rely on others, you know. So, and I love what you said, give it a week, (laughs) you know, Um,
1: hang in there,
2: you know, so. Anyway,
1: I went off on that. No, I think that was brilliant, Mike. I think, um, again, it comes back to that awareness around, even when we're we're in the midst of something, it can be difficult to notice our strengths or talents or whatever it is. But having Mm. other people recognize can give us that boost around that particular time as well. So I really like that. That's great. And I think you kind of touched on um, the question that was in the chat there. Uh, What motivates you to keep going and doing all the things to keep well? I sometimes feel uh demotivated does anyone else want to come in there on that um noelle or mags would you like to come in
4: i think it's okay to feel demotivated you know mm. like like mike said you can't keep going all the time like knowing this part you know like our minds aren't meant to be busy like that all the time you know and i think if you're feeling a bit like that just just have the awareness accepted accept where you are at that moment i think accept acceptance is a big part of it because if you can accept it, um, accept where you are, then you can cope better, you can deal with it because it comes back to the self-compassion bit. Mike was talking about them because then you're not so hard on yourself um, and to be kind to yourself. But it's okay to be demotivated. We're not always motivated. Um, and just, you know, it will come. Just give yourself time and give yourself that space and time to um, to get back to that point And you will get there. And that's where, I suppose, like... Margaret and Mike was saying other people, you know, can lift that for you a bit and and carry that bit of hope for you and that bit of guidance to help you. But um but it's okay, you know.
1: Absolutely, Noel. I think nobody is motivated 24-7, 365 days a year. It's it comes in fleets and whatever else, just up and down all the time. So I think it's just rest and recharging is part of the plan and part of the journey as well so that's really important just to note that as well that motivates for me dips all the time but I just try and do the small bit do the one step that will take me to the next step and it might be the next day that I might do something or the following week as well so mm-hmm. just being kind to yourself and Mike has often mentioned honoring yourself as well Mike as well you mentioned in previous webinars as well and just being kind and compassionate to yourself as well at the same time so um yeah there's more questions in in the chat oh Margaret sorry you your hand up there um, work away oh, was
0: just and actually you've already said it but it was that what just popped into my head was Noel was talking was that whole thing of being judgmental you know around yourself Mm. and kind of kicking yourself it's really hard i know for my own you know when you just don't feel it and Mm. you know sometimes you can what they say you know fake it till you make it but sometimes there just isn't any you know gas left in the tank um and as noel said that's okay but just hang in there and you know something may happen that just will spark and sometimes for me it is about giving myself a bit of a kick to as you said Killian do something small that just might take it to the next the next step but again it's effort and sometimes you just Mm -hmm. don't have that ability to to do anything that takes effort um but it's just the judgmental piece because it's not helpful and actually it can just Mm. for me can put me into a spiral and so i I really need to pull myself out of that um if it happens Mm.
1: Thanks. Great, brilliant. Thanks, a million Margaret. I think there's more questions in the chat there, and it's just one that it's How do you manage your mental health at work? So, Mags, you might go to you if that's okay. If you're okay to answer, um, I know you kind of mentioned just the the stuff you do in your free time. So maybe even during the working week, is there anything you do that's unique to yourself? Thanks a lot.
3: Uh, thanks, Killian. I suppose yeah, in the job that we're involved in, we're talking about mental health. Or three or four days of the week, um, and the I suppose the best thing is the workshops that we deliver. Uh, the participants we learn we learn every day, so you just learn and you gather uh, stuff every day that any of us can use. Um, you know, we all have our bad days and our good days when it comes to working as well. Uh, but there's always tomorrow. You know, I always think I never. You know, if I have a problem. I'll share it with my colleagues and we'll have a chat about it. We never kind of mm. keep anything from each other either. We can kind of always share stuff uh, to see, can we get a solution or whatever? So um, I suppose, yeah, but I suppose an important thing for me to do is when I'm turning off the computer at five o'clock or whatever time I'm turning it off, that's it until the following day. And then the weekend is there and that's it until Tuesday morning again. Uh, so trying, I suppose, separate as well. I tried to separate uh work from other parts of my life as well
1: great stuff mags and i suppose the boundaries around as well that you're not working when you're supposed to have your free time as well that's really important just to have that structure in life and just to enjoy your free time when you're off of work as well but anyone else want to come in on that uh, about how to how to um sorry i might come in i just yeah sorry yeah come in like
4: i just think one thing i've learned especially through to this work is communication is so important you know have the honest open communication and um and reflect then you know to take that time to reflect at the end of each day or you know like we do reflection after our workshops and you know there is benefit to that like just to talk things out because it's in the moments present when it's happened and then you can move away from it and I think that really helps it rather than holding on to something and letting it boil over and the other thing I think is just you have to have a bit of humor as well like you have to have humor because you know life is difficult enough in all areas of life are going to be difficult so no matter what aspect of your life you have to bring a bit of humor into it
1: yeah brilliant brilliant Well, that's so important just bring in that like you mentioned earlier on that joy and then that humor as well at the same time in our work and life and our day-to-day life so that's just makes mm-hmm. makes things easier and makes things more rewarding as well at the same time so really like that Margaret, do you want to come in there on the managing mental health at work? And then we might move on to the next question.
0: Yeah, just um I, I suppose just to reiterate, I think Noelle, you're on the money there in terms of just keeping your humour and I think it's pretty difficult, I suppose, in our situation, because we're a remote team largely. That comes that's that is a challenge to keep those connections um and try to keep up that honesty in the communication because it's it, it is really it is really difficult. Um, boundaries are huge again if you're working remotely um, you know making sure that you know everything is turned off that you know that you're out of work now and now you're home and if you're working from home that can be a challenge as well so it's something to manage and just be aware of as well um yeah just keep talking to each other and if you're having difficulty say it
4: mm. you know
0: um don't uh, nine times out of ten if somebody says i'm having problems with this you can be guaranteed somebody else thinking the same thing or has had that experience and it's sharing that so um so yeah just it's it, yeah no else on the money in terms of that
1: yeah. great stuff Mary. and it just ties nicely into the questions in the q a as well it's uh, when you manage your mental health does that influence the people around you how and why and this is probably more maybe your personal life or even our work life as well mm-hmm. at the same time so mike do you want to come in there on that one
2: Yeah, um, I'll come in there. And on the previous one there, uh, where it says you use your mental health experience as part of your work in mental health, that's an achievement. Thanks. What are your thoughts? So I suppose for us, we exist because we are part of the change that's taken place in the mental health services. We're not an outlier we're part of the mental health services here in um, the Midwest. And um, so that comes back to us. And I suppose it's our motto here is what happens when you ask people, you know, so that was a, so we came from a needs analysis. What do people want in the Midwest as regards, um, you know, managing their mental health? And that was where we, you know, where this came from, you know, so we are a part of it. And one of the most important things is, is there's a national framework there where it values the lived experience of everybody. And um and that's what we bring to the work. And again, you know, as Maggie mentioned earlier, it's the shared learning by rocking up to work. And I suppose there's an open and an honesty in it. So, again, it's still early days in that change of how the mental health services work. So, again, um, I know I'm moving sideways and don't want to be getting into the organizational stuff. But it does come back to, you know, the mental health services, the people who work in service, we're, we're all people. You know, and we're all people with the same struggles, managing COVID, managing what's happening in Ukraine, all the negative stuff on social media. How are we getting by supporting our families and getting on with it? So there's massive challenges for us all. And I suppose once we have an openness and an honesty, you know, in sharing what works for us, and I suppose we focus on the recovery piece, what works, what we don't go to... Tell me all about, like, I, I used to really annoy me years ago, Gabe Orne on the Late, Late Show. He could have a brilliant guest on, and he'd come with, ah, we know you had it bad. Tell us how bad it was. <laughs> y- you know, so it was kind of, but that's how we're so, No, it's look at the good stuff. What works? How can we improve? How can we make it better? Make the service better? Make ourselves better? As one of our former um, facilitators here, as his line was, you don't have to be mentally ill to get better. You know, and I think that's brilliant. But what I also like about this work is when we focus on the good stuff, because while well, yes, and particularly when we're unwell, it's to be able to to be careful not to overshare. Because we all when we're while well, yes, we're using our story, but we all so in that we have, I suppose, our um you know, our public life, you know, our professional life, but we also have a private life. So the stuff not up for consideration, the stuff not, you know, up for discussion, whereas, yes, it's important that we speak about it, but it must be done in the right way with the right people. Otherwise, you know, uh, we can become harmed by the process. Um you know so again it's just uh it's just that little bit i suppose for people who are struggling make sure you have the right people in your life and choose the right people you know mm. so anyway i probably covered up gone all over the place to get an answer in that question
1: that's our that- hand up yeah perfect Margaret, Mike comes to you thanks mike for all that it was brilliant uh great insight again so margaret you want to come in there
0: yeah and it's just it's just kind of following up on, on kind of things that mike said in terms of and, and that question around working in Mental health and does it impact you know uh, and and with you know your family and I can't remember exactly what it, it said but I think what's really interesting about this job because we're front and center thinking about mental health all the time and the positive aspects of mental health for me it makes me more aware mm. of my mental health and self-care. I think within this job and doing the job that we do, I think it's absolutely vital that we do look after ourselves and that we don't overstretch yourself or, as Mike rightly said, overshare. It's really, really important because it's our story and we found that even within our workshops. What's brilliant is that peer-to-peer learning piece where, you know, we put the questions. That's really, if you think about it, it's a very simple model. What happens when you ask people, Mike, we have put the questions and then the group comes together, they consider it, they reflect on it, and then they bring all that shared learning into the room. It's so powerful. And every time you do a workshop, every time we've, um, you know, when it's finished, I feel I know so much more, not just about the subject, but about myself. How did I react to it? You know, um, but it definitely, definitely makes me much more aware of self-care, you know, as I said, thinking positively and, and building in um, that into my daily life, um, but it is, it's an impo- it's a strange job that we do, it's a really powerful job, but it does impact on us, and we do need to be, for, for good and bad, and most of it's really good, but we just need to be careful and to be really mindful of ourselves.
1: Yeah, really good, Margaret. I think that what you kind of said there, being mindful of the work and what we're doing day to day because it can have an effect. It can have a negative impact, but we're trying to spread that positivity at the same time as well. So it's a balancing act again, you know. So, Noelle, I know you want to come in, so I i think you your hand up. Yeah,
4: there. no, I just add on to what Margaret was saying and it was just so true. And like, we just done a face-to-face one recently and what um, it was my first face-to-face one and what I found from it is, um, you, you know, you you kind of, us working in this area you kind of do feel like a sense of responsibility a sense of ownership but when you do when you did it like when um, I just done the face-to-face one I realized that um, the ownership is in the room to the people who attend and it was just really great to see that um, that you know it's you're just there to guide but to facilitate but the ownership is belong to the people who are there to work on themselves who are interested in recovery who have something to say and who want to share it with others. And there's a lot of power in that, I think. And and that's that's what... um, And I think just going on then from working in it ourselves, like Margaret was saying, from working in it, it's consciously in your mind the whole time. So you're consciously, I think, making the effort to ensure you're doing what you're saying. You're not just saying this to other people, this is what you should do, this is what I do. You are actually putting into practice... And it reminds you of that. And that's the one thing I I love about it. So it makes me more mentally aware of my own needs, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, really good, Noelle. I suppose that's a reminder on a daily basis when we are in the working uh, Mm. world of mental health, that we have to do things for our own mental health to mind ourselves and do the things that will again like I keep come back to that positive impact on our own well-being so mm-hmm. it's really really important so I know there's one more question in the chat there so it is do you think that the COVID pandemic has increased mental health service users so um does anyone want to come in on that I won't put anyone on the spot now but yeah, Mike, well, I, know I yeah.
2: suppose uh, for statistically the answer is I don't know um <laughs> you know and I don't but, but I, I think has it affected people's mental health and the population as a whole absolutely you know has it affected mine yes i can only say now uh, you know when i look back at over the christmas i was really struggling because from the first lockdown all of the things that i was accessing to manage my mental health because of the pandemic i couldn't access because of the restrictions and i went into a downward spiral and even with the lift last summer of restrictions and the easing of the restrictions somewhat i didn't recover so and then when i hit the winter again which is not a good time for me i went further down um over the christmas and and over the winter and um you, you know and like and i suppose i don't want to sound over dramatic but there was nights when you you know I went to bed and I couldn't care less if I didn't wake up in the morning, you know. But come back to what Margaret said, give it a week. Right now, it cro- it actually crossed my mind yesterday. Jeez, I'm loads to do and stuff. I'm looking forward to. I'd hate to drop dead right now. I'd be really annoyed with me, Y you, you you know. So like Ian, when you look at from like Christmas to now, it's a short space of time, but in my mind I'm in a completely different place, you know, so sometimes the do-nothing, watching the shadow on the wall, staring out the window, just wait it can pass, you know without having to work overly hard at it Um, you know, so again yes is the answer as far as I'm concerned, you know, as it affected people, uh, you know um, yeah, thanks Gillian
1: no worries my great stuff and i think like you said these things will pass when we're going through difficulties it's just holding out and having that hope and optimism that things will get better over time as well i know there's more questions coming in um so noelle is our hand up there as yeah well. it might go through, well yeah it was just the, uh, uh, yeah.
4: something that came up in a workshop which just made it interesting related kind of to this question that just came back to me was that um I never looked at it this way, but it was a group of people in the workshop were saying, when we were talking about COVID and how it affects people. And they were saying that they felt that it actually, um, people who were using the service all along and who were dealing with issues all along coped better because they've already... know had tools they know kind of even though it was still difficult in them but they still had strategies there could dip into people people who never suffered with anything COVID hit and then all of a sudden they're hit with this um these challenges that they've never had to face and that they found it way more difficult and had a lot more um struggles with it through COVID so it was just a really interesting point I just wanted to add that there so um yeah so through COVID I think it's it's caused a lot more challenges for people who might never have had to deal with those challenges before so maybe there's a better understanding around mental health because of that as well you know so yeah I just want to add that
1: absolutely again the understanding around that of different challenges that we may have faced that we went through through many lockdowns and coming out the other side of it as well and the challenges that we're kind of transitioning and pivoting and adapting all the time at the same time so it's a constant uh cyclist what you want to call it as well so i know we're coming close to the meditation time so it would be okay for everyone if i just uh play the meditation now and then we have one more question for all the panelists before we close up as well would that be okay with everyone yeah perfect so i'm just going to share two seconds there now so this is a rewrite your day meditation um just if meditation isn't your thing just i suppose just give it a go if you want to close your eyes and sit back and relax and just enjoy the meditation as well. If you do uh, on a daily basis, as well, because this is a nice one just to kind of look more positively at the day today as well. So I'm just going to put myself on mute and press play. As we begin this guided meditation, start by closing your eyes and begin to settle into your body. Feel yourself sitting still and the connection of the body with the chair or the cushion underneath you. Bring to mind something difficult you've experienced today, either using an event, a general feeling, whatever arises naturally in the mind. As the feeling of your bad day arises, Pay attention to what this experience was like. Notice if there's a feeling in the body or any thought process in the mind. Tune in to the overall experience and emotion. And ask yourself how it feels to be having a tough time today. By bringing awareness to this of how it feels, begin to offer yourself some compassion and bring your awareness to how you feel and offering that compassion. Now I'd like you to bring something to mind that has brought you joy or happiness today. See if you can find a moment in which it brought you joy. It may have been when you first woke up A conversation with a friend or a co-worker or at the time you were eating lunch and not focused on the difficulties. As we begin to rewrite our day in a positive way connect with how these good feelings felt offer yourself the simple phrase may I appreciate these moments and continue to bring other times in which you experience some joy or happiness during the day. And as each new one comes up, sit with it for a few deep breaths and repeat the phrase, may I appreciate these moments. Now as we're coming close to the end of this practice, reflect for a moment on the whole of your day. And recognising that there will be ups and downs along the journey of life. And trying to rewrite your day in a positive way by focusing on one or two of the good things that are happening along the way. Now focus on your awareness to your breath again. And bring yourself back into the room again, and you can slowly open your eyes again. Now, I hope everyone, all the panellists and all the attendees enjoyed that. I think it was really relevant from the meditation itself to what we're talking about uh, throughout the course of this webinar. So hope all the panellists enjoyed it. Yeah perfect so I suppose I just want to check the chat again the Q&A section just for any more questions and I'm going to throw out our final question before we finish up the the 50 minutes have gone we're nearly there to the hour in a second um but I suppose the final question is do you have one piece of advice for anyone struggling with their mental health or finding it difficult to live life with positivity and hope at, around these current times the stressful times that we may face uh week to week or whatever it may be so Uh, Margaret I might go to you first any one piece of advice if that's okay thanks a lot
0: I'll just probably go back to what I mentioned before it's kind of like you know I suppose stick with it you know don't don't be like don't lie down (laughs) you know what I mean Um, and just if you can just try and you know get through the bad day that you're having now in saying that if you need support look you know one of the strongest things you can do for yourself is asked for help it's not a sign of weakness asking for help it's actually a huge sign of strength so if you're in that position where you just feel okay i've tried everything i can really nothing nothing's really working for me seek help so there's times when you can sit with it and wait for things to change but maybe you've waited too long and you have to make a decision and you have to find you have to look for help outside so do that don't wait when things get that bad
1: Brilliant, Margaret. Solid advice. I think it's important just to reach out when you really need it as well. That's that's so, so important. So and uh, Noelle, we might come to you next if that's okay. One piece of advice or anyone out there.
4: Yeah, I think for me, um accept where you are, you know, accept where you are now and and I suppose work towards where you would like to be, you know. Um t- you know, it, it there's no rush, there's no you know time limit on it um I think if you can accept it then you can that can help you to make those small positive changes for yourself and if you accept it it'll free you from being so judgmental like Margaret was talking about earlier on yourself and that you know there is hope there is always hope we hope for everything in life you know we hope for my hope to win the lottery <laughs> you know in my hope that's going to be sunny tomorrow do you know what I mean but it's like you know that that's what keeps us going so to me is accept where you are it's okay um you know and just hope and, and know that there is hope um and things will change
1: yeah I really like that Noelle it's just latching on to any sort of glimmer of hope on a particular day when we're not feeling the best and mm. one one or two positive things that are going well and they try and focus on them really and less of the negative stuff and it's slowly over time I think the mind kind of reframes in a more positive way but it still still can be very difficult Margaret you have your hand up there yeah perfect
0: yeah just a little bit just just popped into my head and you know we're always saying learn to say no and that's true and we do there are times when we need to say no but also I think there's times when we need to say yes and be open to new experiences and not be frightened and, and that can itself can be really difficult to do if you're stuck in a rush. So um, a little bit like Noel was saying earlier, joy, accepting joy into your life. Mm-hmm. And part of that has to be a yes. Mm-hmm. So say yes to joy. Try and find it where you can. And it doesn't have to be expensive or time. As I said, a minute mm-hmm. out in the garden, literally during my lunchtime, listening to the birds, it was like plugging into a positivity <laughs> network. It really just helped. So yeah, learn to say yes to the right things and learn to say no. To the things that
1: don't bring us joy brilliant brilliant margaret we might go to mags next that's okay one piece of advice and for anyone struggling with their mental health thanks
3: yeah i think being honest um we have a thing here in ireland you know somebody how are you today and we all say we're grand you know you could do sets and that. nine out of ten will say that they're grand um i think being honest if you're having a bad day just and if it's a, a friend that asks you just say you know i'm not having a good day today and maybe just talk it out. Um, like we, we all have, as I said, bad days. And if somebody asks you, how are you today? Just to be honest about it. And I suppose it's being honest with yourself as well. Uh, and maybe, I suppose, reflect back on your morning or whatever. If you're not having a, a good day thinking, could I find something that was went miss or something? But if somebody asks you, yeah, be honest, I think.
1: Lovely. The great stuff, Mag, so, so important as well. And finally, Mike, you might come to yourself.
2: Yeah, you're asking the right fellow now. <laughs> <is it? laughs> I, for years, I would have looked at in magazines and newspapers where they might have a profile, a mini interview with somebody with different celebrities or pop stars or politicians. And they always ask the question, what's the best bit of advice you ever received? And any of those I would have read, I would have said, God, that's fantastic. And 30 seconds later, could I remember what it was? Not a clip, But the only one I could remember was there was an individual, and he was asked, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? And he says, my father used to always say, never eat anything bigger than your head. (laughs) And I thought... And it's the only one I can remember. But I think it's brilliant because somewhere in that, all of the advice in the world is useless. So we need to look at ourselves for our advice, you know, because like if that's the only one of all these profound statements is never eat anything bigger than your head. Advice really isn't much use. You know, so other than I I've undermined everything that everybody has said here. So I'm going to continue with a bit of advice. So all I can say is look inwards rather than outwards for advice. You know yourself best. So look at your strengths. Look at what you enjoy. Look at self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. And figure out your own advice, you know, because otherwise you'd be eating stuff bigger than your head. You know, so <laughs> I better stop. <laughs> thanks,
1: Gillian. Thanks, Amelia. Mike, uh, solid advice. I think uh, it's just uh, it just I, like you said, um, it's just looking inward. And look, I think we all have the questions or the answers to the problems that we face if we just maybe sit in silence for a while or journal or thoughts or whatever it may be i think the answers are always in our head we can i suppose get in the midst of ruminating on different thoughts or ideas but if we can figure out what's going on or have that self-awareness around it as well it's um really really important so thanks mike for that and thanks mags Noel, and margaret as well for your fantastic contributions today to the webinar i'm just going to double check there's no further questions uh, someone has said in the chat how about a very large easter egg mike <laughs> Perfect. Thanks a million. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is just share our upcoming uh, events. Um, give me two seconds. just going to share the slides again. So let me know if you could see this. Anyway, I'm just going to play um, from the current slide. Can you see this? Yeah. the great. So that's obviously we have our online uh, community workshop still ongoing. And uh, So this is our April timetable. And if you would like to book on to any of our workshops, you can either contact myself, killian.keen at hsc.ie, or margaret.keen9 at hsc.ie, or even go on to our Eventbrite page, uh, Midwest, Eventbrite.ie, and you can see all the workshops in our upcoming webinar for next month as well. So a range of different workshops on Let's Talk Resilience, or self-care series, exploring anxiety and managing anxiety and Let's Talk Depression and Let's Talk Resilience as well. We do have our htc.ie forward slash uh, mw aries as well our facebook twitter instagram and youtube channels are all there at midwest aries i do have um different guided meditations if you like the one that was in the just this webinar just uh, that we just did um that will be uploaded over the next couple of days as well on the youtube channel so do subscribe to our youtube channel or follow us on facebook twitter and instagram as well and it'd be great to get a subscription and the next thing is our next webinar, and that will be in partnership with Mental Health Ireland again on the 27th of April. It's all usually always on a Wednesday afternoon, the last Wednesday of the month. So it's on the same time, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. And it'll be a panel discussion just like this as well. So the topic is Let's Talk Anxiety. So you can sign up through that through Eventbrite as well so our monthly webinar and podcast link will be on anchor it will be on youtube this webinar will be uploaded and then the audio file will be on anchor.fm as well um so you can catch up in your own time uh, I think I've covered everything there just with the feedback form just we oh the next slide is obviously Claire Flynn uh, she's partners partnering us with the mental health Ireland side of things for these webinars so there's that's her information as well if anyone wants to have it but um, that's uh, another thing in Ireland.ie is the website as well so I'm just going to stop the share and Margaret has put in the feedback form. Much appreciated, Margaret, just for um just how you found today's workshop as it just helps us improve and progress on the workshop and the webinars going forward. So just like I said, thanks to everyone. Thanks to Mike, Mags, Margaret, and Noelle for being panelists today, all of our attendees. It's been just a great discussion. So hopefully you took something uh, beneficial from today. Um, just Robert has put in the chat. Brilliant session. Thank you, Killian and panel. This is great. So thanks many really for the feedback. Great stuff, and yeah, that's. I'll leave it. Leave it at that. I think so. I just want to say thanks to everyone. Did anyone want to say a quick goodbye, um, Margaret? Yeah,
0: yeah. Just want to say thanks very much. Thanks, Killian, for um, taking the chair today. absolutely brilliant. I knew we we're in safe hands. It's great. Really enjoyed the discussion. Um, the only thing I'm going to bring from this now is that one piece of advice that Mike said about not eating anything bigger than my head. So, and it brings back again to what Noelle said, humour is everything. If you can laugh at something and mostly at yourself, then you're, you know, you're going to be okay. So um, listen, whatever you do, Ollie, I hope you have a really good, good day and we hope to see you next month. But um, yeah, thanks.
2: Yeah, perfect. Uh, Mike, yeah I suppose yeah Well, all I can say as long as the easter eggs are smaller than your head talking have a good one take care good look
4: uh, I'm like Margaret that's what I'm taking away from today that'll be in my head for the evening now <laughs> um yeah I really enjoyed the discussion so thanks so much
3: and, and thanks Killian yeah great job thanks everyone
1: okay Mags you want to say a quick goodbye there before we go
3: Yeah. The one piece of advice. Yeah. Thanks very much for that, Mike. Yeah. It was great discussion. Yeah. Thanks, Gillian.
1: Perfect. We'll see you all again soon. Thanks a million for tuning into the webinar. Uh, See you later. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from Midwest Aries in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. You can find us across all social media platforms at Midwest Aries. Thank you and see you next month.